0: You're listening to Reflections on Leadership with Carl Bimshaw.
1: This is Carl Bimshaw and welcome to another edition of Leadership Spotlight, the segment of the Reflections on Leadership podcast where I speak with busy professionals in various stages of their career and along different paths in their leadership journey. In this episode, Chris Hoffman, CEO of Vet Training and Coaching, a terrific organization aimed at helping ambitious vets three to six years out to regain their clarity, fulfillment, and impact. Chris talks about the challenges around feedback, dealing with critiques of over-professionalism, coming from a beginner's mind, confronting self-doubt, and we even squeezed in a discussion around the importance of meditation. It's a great conversation, so let's get going.
0: So who are you and what do you do? Yeah. So um, my name is Chris Hoffman, I'm CEO, CEO of uh, Vet Training Coaching, which we exist primarily just to, you know, help narrow the time gap for veterans that are ambitious, that desire more, but don't know the first steps towards becoming it. We want to narrow that gap, and how do they execute on what matters most to them in their lives? But it's been a journey. Yeah. So, so
1: what what problem are you trying to solve?
0: Yeah. The problem we're trying to solve is how do we help you know a veteran that's three to six years out, that finally has that food on the table, right? It finally has that stability that all of us veterans that get out of the uniform, you know, desire, right? right? How do we start feeling like we're living that impact that we felt like we had when we were actually serving in the uniform, that Superman, that Superwoman Mm -hmm. type impact? How do we start feeling more fulfilled, we um, feel like we're living that meaningful life that we, we felt like we were living and we were fighting for the freedom of the country. So we want to help gain them the strategic um, clarity to actually execute on what matters most to their heart. Mm-hmm. From, from a business perspective, to me, what see, see if I'm right or wrong,
1: uh, but my interpretation of what they most need is, is uh, mission and uh, predictability or routine, really. So mission yeah. and routine. So if, if you've got to be able to tell me if I'm wrong, because but uh, you got to be able like this is what's in front of me. This is the purpose. This is what, whether it's you know installing cable or shooting crocodiles, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is this is the this is the mission, and and the routine is like this is the predictability. This is what happens at twelve o'clock. This is what happens at one o'clock, and those are the types of things that drive business people nuts. Yeah. Right? So that's
0: why there's a little conflict (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, a good story of this is, um, you know, right when I first got out of the Marine Corps back in 2012, I walked out of the uniform of the Marine Corps right into a uniform of one of the world's largest commercial gyms out here. If I said the name, I'd probably get sued. So I'm not going to say the name. (laughs) So. Um, you know, and I spent 12 months with this company, became one of the top three sales uh, reps inside the organization nationwide. But then at the end of the 12 months, because I was so mission focused, Mm -hmm. so just trying to get the job done, get better every single day, this over-professionalism that a lot of people talk about as far as veterans in the marketplace, um, I got, you know, abruptly terminated for not being able to fit into the culture of the company, which kind of just killed me 12 months out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that might be a good transition to like, what, what uh, (laughs) leadership traits do you wish more people uh, in the world would uh, demonstrate or maybe in the marketplace would demonstrate?
0: Provide constructive feedback. Um, just being having the background that I've had since I've gotten out since 2012. I've sold everything from you know vacuums door to door, cable internet door to door, to fitness memberships to personal training to leadership coaching, whatever it may be. Um was a sales trainer for a company out here in San Diego. Um, it really is just how do you give feedback that does not trigger an ego? Mm -hmm. How do you have feedback land in a way that you know, it's just like, you know, Carl. Look, I mean, you're doing a great job here. And what I'm seeing right here is when you communicate with the, with this other manager on the on the sales floor, you know, where do you guys think you guys can align together to help the whole floor, the whole company kind of thrive? And let's let's sit this together and provide feedback versus you know, just like either gossip behind your back or document and build up a document report behind the scenes. Just really being able to have the courage to go and tell someone face to face, hey, look, this is where you're coming up short, but let's 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 find out the tools together to help you improve because you're a vital asset to the company. Do you
1: think that giving uh, feedback
0: criticism is is an innate
1: skill or can it be learned?
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's such a good question. I um, I just from my own experience, I'm definitely not an expert on that topic. But just from my own experience, I think it's something that can be developed. I think it, it takes a lot of self awareness. I think, by nature, us depending on our backgrounds, belief systems that we were brought up upon as a, you know, in our upbringing. I mean, I think we we interact in different ways. But I would say that it can be developed if you have the right mentorship, leadership team around you that can cast a vision that has you want to grow into that would be my answer to that.
1: Yeah, I think if you're in the in the leadership position in terms of giving the feedback, a lot of people, without getting too much of it a tangent, but there's people who have, like they're in the leadership position, so therefore what they say is law. You know, that's one attitude. There's a the leadership position, like I just want to be your friend and so like, you know, I like coddle you. And so there's different mindsets there. But I think when you're in the leadership position, you've got to be the bigger person and go meet them where they are and find what it is that they're doing right, and praise the daylights out of that. Even if it's like, "Hey, you tied the left shoe first. That was good, that was yeah. good. right?" Yeah, uh, whatever it is, and just praising that, and then redirecting the other stuff, and then really save the reprimands for when it's you know against the culture, against policy, against norms, whatever type of thing that. But I think a big part of it is just you know the redirecting. And not and and it's around behavior versus process, and it's not the person; it's the behavior that the person's having. And and I think a lot of people, because ego, it's all ego.
0: Yeah. So it's how do you protect ego? Yeah. How do you
1: inflate ego? How do you, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and helping you know people understand too that the behavior isn't them; the behavior has been a, you know an external stimuli that was triggered based on past experiences, right? So even having someone have the self awareness awareness to understand that this bad habit. You know, we were sharing this in a mastermind that we we're a part of yesterday, right. but, um, you know, how, even if you're trying to get someone's performance up, productivity up inside the workforce, um, how do you have, you know, reinforce positive behavior, but also have them see the bad habits of checking social media every 10 minutes. Cause we are in a millennial age, you know, whatever the next millennial station is, how do you have them? Um, you know, kind of disengage from that and help them see what they're working for, bigger picture, stuff like that, and not have it land so personal. Like it's like, it's something that they're doing wrong. Right. Right. So Chris, do you consider yourself a leader? Who Situational leader. Um, You know, I've, I've learned to walk into any room, ask more questions than, than talk, seek to understand versus be understood. Mm -hmm. And I find that When you do that, you learn more, you narrow time gaps, you know, as far as achieving more, being more effective in life. Um, But there are situations that do call forth my leadership. And again, that's me asking questions. And if people don't know the answer to my questions, I can maybe provide some kind of insider direction on that or all that. But I mean, I always go in any room, kind of hide in the shadows, be observant and um, inspire leadership versus have to be that leader every every. You know, every room that I walk into, I just think that that's uncalled for.
1: Yeah. No, there are different leadership styles. And I think everybody probably has like a primary one that they're most comfortable in. It's they're safe. But the better leaders are the ones who can adapt different leadership styles to different situations. So there's a, there's a time to speak up and there's a time to shut up. Yeah. And there's a time to like, okay, let me just observe what's going on. There's a time to actually take action and, and, and move things along. Yeah. And and so it's the the effective leader knows the difference and the nuance between those. The lousy leader is just kind of like it's this is how I do it and everybody else should too. <laughs>
0: you know right? what they say we got a joke in the Marine Corps and any of my uh veterans that are watching us live here on Facebook as well is they'll get this. That's always the Marines that stay in, they should have got out and the ones that got out, they should have stayed in because they're <laughs> hiding behind the rank on the collar positional yeah. leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But well, we'll move on from that. So, Chris, uh, what would have to happen in the next, say, 90 days or so for you to feel like you're continuing to improve, to manage better, and to
0: lead well? Um, just constantly come from a beginner's mind. Um, always seek to learn and understand versus be understood um, you know I pride myself in seeking out skill gaps on a daily basis I mean that's one thing that I preach inside of our Facebook tribe the ambitious vet tribe on Facebook and I'm always I'm always preaching about always identify the next skill gap that you need to fill um, and it's 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 very it's very much that is where is the gap in either communication um, setting up better, platforms or frameworks for for people to be able to be more effective inside of my tribe or whatever it's always looking to seek to learn first and get 1% better every day. So what gets in the way of your self leadership? Self doubt. Yeah. I wake up, you know, believe it or not, I wake up scared. I wake up afraid. I wake up with the good old imposter syndrome that all of us wake up on and like mm-hmm yeah, people are saying all this good stuff, but if they only knew how <laughs> I wake up, you know what I mean? If they only knew, you know, when I'm not this, you know, this motivated, you know, passionate guy, you know, if they only knew, right. And, you know, I think when that creeps in, you know, what I do is I create a lot of rituals, routines and stuff like that to pour clear water in the dirty Dr. Pepper, I call my head. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's it's always looking to improve it goes back to okay figuring out your flaws your character flaws your you know everything that may have a crack in your your effectiveness in your life and then putting in a new ritual new routine maybe hiring a mentor like carl or um you know something like that that keeps pulling you out of that crack that you know we all like to fall back into sometimes do you feel that that self doubt if you, if you wake up with it, is that, is that a,
1: a motivating force for you though, waking up <laughs> for it? Or is that like you need a little something else to
0: yeah, get rid of it? You know, um, Barbara Corcoran, I think her name is from, uh, Shark Tank. She was mm-hmm. a shark on the Shark Tank. I listened to her on Lewis's House podcast, mm-hmm. School of Greatness, um, about a month ago, and she says some of the most highly achieving people in the world are the ones that wake up feeling like they have to prove themselves that they haven't made it. Right. So I think it's Achilles' heel, but I think it's also something that does motivate me, and it always has me constantly on my toes. Per se, on like, yeah, you're not who you think you are, and it keeps me grounded. My girl, it drives my girlfriend crazy because yeah. she wants that strong, confident man to wake up to. But um, the first hour, just let's say that I got to build up Superman.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. See, for me, it doesn't like my bookends are pretty good. So I wake up, you know, all right, this is mine. (laughs) Yeah. And that's pretty good. And then, you know, when I put the head down, it's like, all right, I just did what we could. But it's probably like late afternoon when the grind is like, oh, God, I suck. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's going on? Um, And I do think whether it be imposter syndrome or just, you know, you can't always be on. Yeah. um, it's also it's humility, but it's also your body, your mind, your subconscious giving you feedback that something's missing. Because I think when you're when everything's firing right, you don't have that self doubt. Yeah. Or it's it's nanoseconds. I mean, yeah. you always have it when something new, but it's it's something in your value system saying that something's not quite right. Yeah. Um, and so then that's where oh, that's where I think like you know reflection, journaling, those types of things. Yeah. Can come in It's like okay, what what what's causing you to feel this way for some people it's you know a sense of perfectionism and you, they're just never going to have it for other people it's you know i'm never going to measure up to this person or that person or or i'm not you know it's, it's something about not being good enough yeah probably yeah of course and, and um so you just gotta level set that metric <laughs> yeah on a, on a pretty regular basis yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah so what you talked a little bit about it but do you have any uh success rituals uh, or or maybe some tips or things that you you know read or learned recent, recently that you'd like to pass on to other people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to your point Carl, like bookends are super important. How you start your day and finish it mm-hmm. sets up the mind. I mean, you know, if you study any successful perfor- peak performers out there, they'll say that, you know, your subconscious mind is the most susceptible before you go to bed. So what are you filling your mind with? Are you filling your mind with violent you know, Netflix movies, or are you, are you, you know, meditating on abundance and the achievements and what you got to focus on tomorrow to think more strategically, mm-hmm. you know? So one thing that I do first thing in the morning, whenever I wake up is I, you know, meditate first and foremost, I meditate on a meditation called abundance from Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. He's the paradigm guy. Um, and then after that I cook breakfast, I love on my woman for a little bit. And then, um, you know, I go out and I read 30 minutes of something inspirational that just has my mind start thinking in ways that are more productive versus Mm self-destructive. And then what I do is I sit there and I meditate out on our balcony in our place. And I just think, how can I apply this knowledge I just gained in my life currently? And then I just journal on it that morning. And then from there, I start my day. Let's talk about the
1: meditating a little bit, because there's some people like that's a big thing, and particularly in California. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I and I'm for it. But what about people who are like rolling their eyes, or like uh, it doesn't work for me, or how do you even meditate? What so talk to me about how, like the first time you meditated, or how you got into that as becoming a habit
0: for you? Yeah, I mean, take this from a Midwestern guy from St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, we, you know, I, I was raised in a culture that we ha- we had one gym in a 100-mile radius of where i grew up because you know people where i grew up thought working out was 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 like not working out in the gym it was on farms you know working yeah. on corn same thing with uh you know meditation it could land as woo woo but mm-hmm. it's proven scientific studies right now if you look it up that meditation is one of the fastest ways to create peace of mind and when you got peace of mind you stimulate new creative Um, cognitive ideas, strategies, you know, new ways to continue to progress your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know all about the scientific side of it, but I mean, whenever I started seeing people that had what I wanted in my life, like in my industry and what I'm passionate about, and they were saying, Hey, you should meditate. It really does everything for me. Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, that was enough social proof for me to, you know, lower my pride and think I had it all together. Right. And again, going back to the beginner's mind, it was this: okay, that person has everything I want, you know, why not give it a try? And, you know, I gave it a try and it's only improved my life right. every single day. So I think for those, for meditating, um, the, the key is it's quieting your mind.
1: Because particularly, like if you're filled with self-doubt, your mind is constantly telling you what to be doubtful about. Yeah. Or if you're filled with arrogance and like, I don't have time for that, your mind is telling you how awesome you are all the time and you need to shut up a little bit <laughs> yeah and so the whole idea of a, me- of a meditation is it's quieting the mind but I find that there's because I, I have a difficult time like saying oh, okay I'm going to meditate and making that a practice but there's a few things that I do that I feel like oh this was like meditation and I get pretty bored with things quickly too so you, you try things but I think anything that's um it, in some ways mind-numbing and redundant mm. you can meditate from, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're jogging, you know, in a safe place, you know, and you do, you can just kind of knock everything out, uh, that becomes meditative. You can be swimming, staring at the bottom of the pool. You can get into a kind of a meditative state. Oh yeah. If you're doing some some journaling, um, and not in the sense of like you care what your words are or or the punctuation, and you just you know uh, tell a I, I do this so the, the therapeutic writing. Yeah, right, yeah. And just and just let it out. That's a form of meditation, um, and so I think anything that you can do that just quiet your mind um, does it. And that's I'll do a plug here for for Terry Wilder, who uh, does a, a gong meditations as well. Mm. For me, like now that's woo woo, and for yeah. somebody's like yeah. I walk the line on that stuff. Sometimes I'm way into it, and other times I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, let's kind of over get it, yeah. back into yeah. reality here. But from from the, the gonging and or sound healing that type of thing just lay down and yeah. shut up and it works. Right? Yeah. So if you have somebody who's, you know, got a loving heart and all that and is caring about, you know, your, your uh, well being, and you just let the, the the music and the thoughts just kind of drift over you. And uh, I mean, I would say like with her every single time, it works in terms of some clarity and some, you know, just feeling better. So I am in awe of people who can do it on a daily basis. Yeah. Some type of meditation. Cause I'm not, I'm not there. Uh, I meditate, though, when I'm stressed. If I'm like, okay, well, that's like the last thing to do. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, so is prayer. Prayer is meditation. Yeah. Um, so I think you just got to, the idea is building time to quiet down your mind and just let, just be present. Yeah. Is, is, and, then, and then other things come in and the crap goes away. Exactly. At the least for that moment. Down. Yep. Yeah. And if you All can do that. that for a little bit every day, then yeah, you, you're in better
0: shape. Yeah. Healthy mind, spirit, wealthy, healthy, wise, whatever that saying is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Well,
1: we got real woo-woo down
0: here. So <laughs> What's next for you, Chris? Um, it's, you know... We're finishing up our 12 week group program called the Ambitious Fet Sprint, where we help ambitious vets execute their next mission in 90 days. Um, And, you know, that we're getting some great results with that, but we're going to wait to launch the next one at the last quarter in October. Between now and then, we're going to hone in on our one on one coaching strategy. Um, A good coach from you know, that mentored me years ago was just like, well, don't launch a group program unless you filled up your one-on-one coaching slots. Well, I did it kind of opposite Mm -hmm. because I got this great idea, probably one of my woo-woo meditation states around how to launch an ambitious vet sprint. Um, But we're really going to hone in on filling our our three more one-on-one coaching slots for any veteran that's out there three to six years out that, you know, it's just feeling confused. Like they're just feeling unsatisfied or maybe a little lost. We want to help them what I call strategic execution, maybe narrow that sniper-like focus inside of their life mm-hmm. that could allow them to hit black every time. Us Marines, we like hitting black. That means we're winning the the daily battles and ultimately the war. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we want to do. And then um, hopefully get speaking engagements and veteran targeted audience across the nation and kind of Shift the paradigm on how veterans are are broken. See, so psych, the psychology age is is changing, right? This new positive psychology space is coming up. Gratitude, the woo woo stuff, um, but even even the the practical stuff like every day, how do you build self confidence? Hmm. Broaden build theory, right? Right. Small wins build self confidence, and that's really want That's how we really want to bring the messaging to veterans to to have PTSD or whatever is it's not a stigma that you're broken. We can actually bring positive psychology that inspires that to actually be a strength. And let's find a way to build that confidence and pull your, pull you out of that hole. Cause Carl, I was one of those guys. I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress when I came back in 2012 and I climbed out of the hole, right? I am the example. And um, through a lot of trials and tribulations, I've been able to pull, pull myself out, and I want to go back and help pull the other veterans up and have them be the high-performing, high-achieving veterans that they were while they are serving in the service. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's just uh, doing
1: those things, and the, the, con- it's the gratitude and, and, and the meditation and all of these other you know, good practices are just also common sense. And we get hung up on that because think take it to what's the opposite? what's The opposite of those, and does, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I'm going to be angry at the world. Yeah, I'm going to be, you know, ungrateful. I'm gonna, you know, not make time to, to be present. You know, you think about the opposite of all those, and what are you going to have? You're a
0: pretty sour looking person, when, right? uh, com- <laughs> you know, uh, conformity, you know, yeah. comfortability. The you know, like, the, you know, what I find with veterans, I'm just speaking to that audience because I know them the best, is they'll take it as, oh, okay, I just they justify their flaws, like, oh, it's PTSD. And as soon as you just put a label on something, you live within that. Right. Right. You can't break out of that. Well, I'm the guy that's going to around and challenge the right veterans to to break that mold, break the lid and understand that. Yeah. I mean, you may have an emotional experience that was triggered from a very traumatic experience in the past, but it doesn't mean that you can't pull yourself out of that with self-awareness techniques and and asking yourself difficult questions. And I think it's gonna take a strong, intense veteran like myself to come in and instill that into veterans to help them become better one day at a time. Terrific. Well, Chris, where can people learn more about you? Mm-hmm. So uh, we run one of the world's largest, um, you know, what I call the ambitious vet tribes in the world. We reach 12,000 veterans through our Facebook group and our podcast. So first call to action would be, guys, go to the Ambitious Vet Tribe on Facebook. We have over 600 um, ambitious vets right now. We're doing a really cool giveaway right now where... um, you know, we're actually inspiring anybody that wants to invite people inside the tribe. We're going to help them win over $700 worth of prize giveaways. And actually, they're going to the Military Influencer Conference if they invite the most people. And we're calling it Invite, Collect, Win. So, guys, that would be the the best way to buy into the culture. See if you even like um, what we're doing. And that would also say, go to the Ambitious Vet Podcast, wherever you go and you listen to that. That's reaching nine countries right now. We just opened up in uh, United Kingdom. So, I mean, that that tells you something that people are <laughs> liking what we're talking about. But that would be, you know, kind of like a, a, a foot in the door to kind of test our messaging, test our culture. And if you like like that, then uh, we can talk more by visiting the website at vettrainingcoaching.com. Terrific. Well, Chris, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate you, you for uh, coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This has been a blast.
1: Thank you to Chris Hoffman for the great conversation and for sharing his thoughts and insights on leadership. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave five stars and a review. It really helps other people to find and hear the show. Of course, encourage your friends and colleagues to listen and you can keep the conversation going by sending us your voice comments. Check out the show notes to learn how and for other helpful links if you want to manage better and lead well. This has been Carl Bimshaw. Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep advancing confidently in the direction of your dreams and help others along the way.
0: Carl Bimshaw Consulting is the San Diego-based leadership development and accountability firm that helps busy professionals in leadership roles to strengthen their levels of confidence and support so that they can manage better and lead well. Their products and services are for people who believe in better leadership and want candid, flexible, and affordable leadership advice and direction. Visit CarlBimshawConsulting.com today and start acting on purpose.
1: Hey, folks, it's Carl. Hope you're having a great day. In this episode of Reflections on Leadership, doing something a little different, going to hit a replay from a webinar that I did recently, just a a quick one. Uh, Let me know if you like this and if uh, you want to hear more of these in the future. In the meantime, let's get right to it.